Good evening and welcome to episode 291 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamadongwa Kumalo. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to it. Where have you been hiding? You've been missing out on some great content and all things relating to property. So do make sure that you go to our Facebook or our YouTube page to catch up on all the great episodes that you have already missed out on. And to all our regular viewers, you know how we do it every single weekday. You and I have an appointment at 7 p.m. We're always in conversation with expert guests who help us navigate our property journeys. It is a Monday. We're kickstarting the Private Property Podcast week this evening. And I want to find out from you how you're doing. It's the, you know, it's we're in the third wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Many of us at home, I do hope that you're, you know, staying as safe as possible. I know that there's been quite a lot of, you know, bad news all across media in terms of the number of people who are passing away. I want to find out from you down below, how are you doing? How are you trying to keep as safe as possible? Uh, I know that you tune into, you know, to the show every single weekday at seven, which is absolutely fantastic. But let's make sure that we are keeping in touch, also encouraging each other, because I think one of the unfortunate things about uh, especially this third wave is also just how lonely and isolating it's been, uh, especially for those of us who are in Gauteng and are under even stricter uh, lockdown regulations. So do let us know down here below uh, how you are keeping up and how you are as trying to keep your head above water and how absolutely terrifying this period is for so many of us. Well, this evening we are going to be exploring a, a topic that I know many of us who are certainly my age group tend to not think about too much. We're going to be looking at the future of retirement living. But before we even get into that, you know that we also have other great shows across private properties, social media uh, pages that you can look forward to at 8 p.m. every single weekday. As it is a Monday, you can look forward to Chad, who brings you the Home Shoppers Show, also comes to your screens every Friday. And he always gives us a great insight and great tours of amazing properties that you can find on www.privateproperty.co.za. And every Tuesdays and Thursdays, award-winning farmer Umbali Noko takes you through the farming podcast. She's always in conversation with expert guests when it comes to all things agriculture. And I think one of the things about that show is that it's also got me yearning to live on a farm. Uh, I've actually been checking out farms on www.privateproperty.ca.za. Just a small, again, a little, you know, small holding farm uh, that I can live in that's not too far from the city. So you can actually, you know, still get to wherever you need to get to. I think one of the joys of remote living so far has been that you can be pretty much anywhere in the world to do your job. 
So we're open to exploring these opportunities when it comes to how we are going to be living. And every Wednesdays, you can catch ST Klaassen. He's always in conversation with people who've not only walked that first time home buying journey, but have gone on to grow their property portfolio from strength to strength. And that is every Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the first time home buyers show. Those are some of the great programs that you can look forward to every single weekday at 8 p.m. Remember to follow us across our social media platforms on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and Instagram, and we're also on TikTok. You can follow myself at Zamantumo underscore K on Instagram and Twitter as we talk all things relating to property. Well, to get us started with our conversation this evening, I did say we're going to be looking at the future of retirement living. If you're like me, you probably don't try not to think about retirement as much as possible. Uh, I think this is one of those things that gives me a lot of anxiety. I'd like to believe that I, I won't have any uh, retirement woes to think about, especially when it even comes to you know doing financial planning, when it comes to our retirement, thinking about living arrangement, when it comes to retirement. I never want to think about that stuff. Uh, and, and oftentimes I'm always like, listen, I know that I have to do that kind of adulting but I'll see it another time. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to stress about it. It's just going to sort itself out. But unfortunately, it doesn't always sort itself out. So this evening, we'll be looking at what the current state of retirement living is, some of the trends that uh, you know we're certainly seeing in the retirement state living space, as well as you know where the trends are potentially going and at which point we should start being serious and making those very adult decisions uh, when it comes to making arrangement about uh, our our living arrangements when we are retired. And we've brought back Gus van der Spack, who is the owner at Mana Life. Gus, good evening, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. Hi, Zama. Thank you very much for having me on your show again. It's only a pleasure, Gus. You know what? Th- this topic always just gives me anxiety because it, it it just makes me think about, oh, my God, retirement is actually, <laughs> it's so fired, it's so close. And, <laughs> and it's almost like at, at every single milestone age, there are certain decisions that you must have made, certain things sure. that you must have put in place. And, and more often than not, I'm sure a lot of us think, oh, God, I still haven't done, you know, that thing, or I still need to pay off that thing. But when we look at, you know, retirement living, Perhaps first, just take us through the the current state of retirement living in in South Africa. Where are we at when we talk about retirement living in in the country? Uh, Yeah, sure. So I think, uh, um, you know, retirement is something that uh, one of those things, the earlier you start planning it, the more successful the outcome. Um, Unfortunately, it is something in our 20s and 30s that we don't really think about because we never think we're going to get old. But, uh, but, you know, as as it goes on, uh, it it sort of catches up to you. and, And to have a plan in place, Earlier on is uh, is is a better way of going about things, um, and then you obviously don't get caught out later on. But uh, you know, currently where the market is, uh, there's a there's a there's a big undersupply of of retirement uh, properties in South Africa. So we are finding um, the market is quite buoyant in those areas, um, and and less buoyant in the bigger houses um, and and uh, you know the traditional suburbs with with the with the urban sprawl. So I think uh, what what is happening is as properties downscale uh, and, and subdivide, especially, certainly in Cape Town, uh, you know, they're filled with the, the younger generation who are coming through and uh, the older generation are looking for somewhere that ticks all the boxes for them in terms of their later years. So um, there is a definite shift over 
as the baby boomers um, uh, are sort of are, are, are now finishing their working careers and, and looking at to where to go next. Mm. I want to find out from our viewers at home, what retirement plans have you already started putting in place? And this isn't, this isn't only in relation to you know, your property plans, but just from a holistic perspective. Uh, and, and I'm very interested in this. If, if, you're, if you don't mind even sharing, perhaps sharing brackets what your age is, because if you are like me, I mean, I'm 31 and, and, and I tend to not like to think about retirement. And in as much as I, I, I make relatively you know, decent <laughs> financial decisions or so I'd like to believe I don't sometimes make them with the with the retirement end in mind uh, so I'm, I'm certainly you know looking forward to seeing what at home what the viewers at home what kind of plans are they already putting in or considerations you're already making for retirement and how old you are right now because maybe maybe people in my age group are doing this so I need to get with the program uh, maybe it's people who in their 40s who are realizing what you know what I didn't do this in my 20s. I didn't do this in my in my 30s. I'm slowly running out of time and you don't want to start making retirement plans at 50. Uh, so rather start at 40. I mean, it's late. It's later than what most people would say you probably should start, but it's better than not doing anything at all. So do share what you are currently putting in place and in motion when it comes to your retirement uh, plans and how you envision yourself living in retirement. So that's... I, I'm interested to find out from you what some of the trends you are picking up when it comes to you know, retirement living, because when, when I when I look at it and and, and I'll, I'll admit you know retirement um, living isn't something I'm particularly keeping my eye on. I don't even you know keep up on the the trends in that space. What I have though seen is that we're certainly seeing a, a lot more of a lot more retirement villages, for example, um, being more mainstream, being more advertised, um, and those packages kind of, you know, being out there more so than, for example, even five years ago, right? So if I look at the the kinds of just property uh, opportunities that were available, there weren't that many retirement living types. Um, that were available five years ago, for example. Share with us what have been some of the current trends that you've picked up in the past few years uh, when it comes to retirement living. So, uh, look, I think it's important to sort of distinguish what a what what makes retirement living retirement living, and um, I think it's the the it's a set of of services that you get, healthcare. Food, um, uh, uh, sort of communal um, facilities, that sort of thing, that make a retirement development a retirement development, and not just a block of flats or a, a state of or of houses. Um, so it, it definitely comes down to the services and, and types that you get in there. But the trend at the moment um, is focused much more on lifestyle uh, than on the actual sort of services that are retirement are kind of like a byproduct nowadays. You know, it's expected. It's expected that you have. Uh, sort of at least some level of healthcare. It's expected that you have a place that people can uh, come together as a community and have a meal. Um, you know, so those sort of things are expected. But nowadays, there's, there's a focus on um, a, the the baby boomer generation feels like they they are younger set. So you know, um, uh, activities and and uh, and and, and uh, day trips and uh, uh, tennis courts and bowls and that sort of thing are, are very much focuses of. You know what we're going to do when we stop working, um, and what we're going to do when we downscale after the kids uh, leave the house. And I think that's the focus nowadays. It's much more lifestyle orientated, um, and people are looking at 
something that uh, fulfills uh, the requirements that they have for 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 the for their later years, um, as well as ticking the traditional boxes of of what retirement is. So yeah, much more uh, lifestyle focused than it used to be. Mm. And and let's let's look at the you know how the lifestyle focus package would typically look like because I mean I know that there could be for example a starter pack version of it and probably uh, one with kind of all the bells and whistles. Perhaps take us through sure. what one would typically kind of find as they maybe start shopping around or looking at uh, what's on offer in the market. So look, I think the the, the, the sort of uh, entry level. Um, uh, uh, would, would be the healthcare. The healthcare is, is the, the real sort of uh, differentiator between, you know, as I said, a block of flats and a retirement place. So you got to have uh, at least a, a decent basic uh, healthcare offering. Um, and then it steps up from there. You know, you've got uh, um, um, hospitality where you can go and eat in a, in a, in a, um, a restaurant type uh, setup. Uh, you've got um, cleaning uh, where people, uh, you know, you can have cleaning in your home, laundry. Um, and then there's things like, Pool courts, tennis courts, uh, you know, there's there's a big range of things if you look out there now, especially in the areas where they've got more land and they can, uh, you know, uh, put in facilities like that. So, you know, I think there's a, there's, there's, there's a, a big range of, of things from, from top to bottom and certainly on the high-end ones, um, you know, there's a few of them up in Joburg that are amazing. I mean, that really is an all-in, I think you pay a, a, quite a significant uh, levy every month but you don't want for anything after that it's all included so it, it does go from from sort of one end of the scale right through to the other end of the scale uh, Cape Town's got a an amazing um uh, uh, state called Bahrain which is out um sort of towards Montague Gardens uh, and it's probably a bit more entry level but I mean for the facilities that you're getting for 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 the price you're paying it's, it seems to be a very good um, offering in, in from my point of view um, and then there are other places like Valdivie which have got a, 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 a an estate inside of them so you're tying into that larger estate so you know there's there's some amazing places out there um, the development we're doing uh, with them estates in in uh, Cape Town um, is is more focused on people who want to stay living in the city so um, it's an uh, we, we say it's a it's a new development in an old neighborhood so people that have been living there for a long time their doctors their bowls club, their bridge club and everything is really right where it's always been and they don't want to move far away from that. So, you know, you get different, uh, some people dream of retiring at the sea, and other people dream of retiring down the road from their grandkids. It's, uh, it's just a personal choice at the end of the day. Mm. And, it, and it definitely is a personal choice that I think a lot of people probably only start thinking about later on, and understandably so. If you are just joining us this evening, I'm in conversation with Gus van der Spack, who is the owner at Manor Life, and we're exploring the future of retirement living. I want to find out from you at home what kind of retirement plans have we already Put in place, and it doesn't have to only be limited to uh, property decisions. Certainly, uh, interested to see what we are all doing to make sure that we buckle-proof our lives as much as possible for retirement, especially considering how uncertain uh, maybe 10, 20, or even 30 years uh, looks from where we are sitting right now. Do share with us down here below. We certainly do love hearing from you at home. Now, uh, and and I think when we look at, um, Gus, when, when we then look at when should we start, 
making some of these decisions. I, know I was saying earlier that I, I tend to not want to think about retirement. And I think a lot of us in our 20s, probably even in our 30s, don't even want to think about different things that uh, we probably need to put in place uh, when it comes to retirement. At which point should we start thinking about um, making arrangement, arrangements for retirement living? And this could be either for you know, purposes of, for ourselves or perhaps uh, for our parents who are you know, getting older and we can see that perhaps there might be a need for us to make those plans for them. So I think personally for, for yourself, um, I would say you, you should start looking around in your 50s. Um, uh, making uh, yourself financially stable starts much earlier. That starts uh, probably in your 20s and 30s. Um, I'm not saying that everyone does that, but uh, ideally uh, that is where you should start uh, with your financial stability. Um, and then uh, to look for a place to move to, I think, only in your 50s will you really know where you want to live uh, later on in life and that sort of thing. But there are some uh, developments, um, and because there's been a scarcity of developments, uh, where if you don't put your name down before 50, you won't get in. So um, so the, the waiting lists in these places are very long, um, and, and they are quite difficult to get into. But I think that will change as more uh, states come online um, and more retirement developments um, does 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 uh, sort of spring up, but um, yeah, I think the the, uh, the 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 place to go, and especially if you're looking for your parents, um, normally there's an event that that triggers uh, the move to retirement living. People are happy at home; they're living at home. Their life day to day doesn't change that much. Uh, but then someone will get sick or have a fall or something like that. And that's generally when people make the decision, okay, now's the time we need to move. Um, but you should be looking for a place uh, well before that. And I always say, you know, the sooner you move in um, to a, uh, an estate of, of people, the sooner you're going to settle in and make friends and it's going to become a normal way of life. So don't leave it too late. I think leaving it too late, um, you know, people moving in, uh, you know, if you, sick or if you're less mobile that sort of thing difficult to move around and make friends where they where if you have been living there for a while um you'll be settled people you know if something happens they can come visit you and and i think even like if you look at covid now if you moved in just before covid you probably wouldn't have made so many friends because people can't see each other but uh, if you've been living there for a while you'd have that sense of community around you already and i think that would be very very beneficial during these times mm. and, and and you know because we were speaking a little bit off air about even the, the mental uh, toll that COVID has had on older people and perhaps the benefit then of you know living in a retirement, let's say, whether retirement uh, apartment or complex or whatever the case is, probably feel slightly different um, in the event where they've been staying there, uh, let's say, even a few months prior to, to lockdown. Uh, as opposed to somebody who moved in in very hard lockdown and even within the the respective you know village they had to separate them because we also saw different news in the i mean different stories rather in the news around how even in old age homes they have to try and separate old people as much as possible so group activities you know are cancelled and that in as much as they know that these are activities that are great for them but at this point in time they can't even have you know visitors because of of covid perhaps they just a little bit about you know how this this pandemic has also had an effect um, with people already essentially uh, we'll call it in the system or already living um, their retired life. 
Yeah, look, I think uh, one thing's for sure. Uh, we've been focusing a lot on uh, on older people's or senior living people's um, uh, uh, physical health, but we haven't really paid much attention to their mental health. And I think this has been an extremely tough time for people, especially living sometimes in uh, these communities. Uh, if there is an outbreak of COVID, it, it would be very stressful on everyone. Um, but I think as as the we go through the peaks and in, in the sort of the quieter periods, it probably is better to know that you've got this close community. Um, it's not like people are moving in and out that much. So, you know, if you see a friend in the garden, you can wave and say hello. you got, uh, you know, people, friends, staff, and, 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 uh, and, and it's just a little nice little community for people to move around in. So I think that... Uh, it definitely has its, its negatives and, it, and, and its positives. Um, I don't think that um, retirement uh, developments are necessarily more prone to COVID. I just think that they're more negatively impacted because of the demographic of people that are that are living in there. You know, so it is an older group of people uh, probably have more comorbidities, that sort of thing. So, so unfortunately, you know, they they do get uh, a little bit uh, more affected than than uh, than regular sort of homes and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, coming back just to the the, 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 um, the, the, the mental um, uh, health of people, you know, the benefits of retirement living are that you've got friends and staff close by, obviously, that you friends with and you bump into day to day. You've got healthcare on site, obviously, which is which is beneficial to to the people living there. So if you are starting to feel sick, that sort of thing, there's someone to care for you. And then there's help with sort of all the the, the maintenance and running of, of, of properties. We had a lot of issues or we had a lot of people that we spoke to at the beginning of lockdown, the first one, where all of a sudden these homes and, and properties had become too much for them to handle all of a sudden. And uh, and we found that there was a big push across into retirement living because, um, you know, life had been disrupted uh, and all of a sudden age was something that, that was that event that had pushed them across. Mm. You know, Gus, one of the things that we spoke about the last time we had you on was you, you gave us a really great almost uh, overview of what buying into a retirement village you know, essentially looks like. Uh, perhaps take us through how that would you know, typically look like. So for somebody who is sort of slowly approaching 50 and they already have a good sense of uh, wanting to potentially move into this kind of community as opposed to staying at home, um, how would that process look like for them from when they are just before 50 going up to when they ultimately move in? Sure. So I think uh, the best thing to do is, is to get onto a waiting list um, at, at a few different places. So, you know, maybe choose your five top ones uh, and then you're going to uh, go onto the waiting list and you're going to keep in contact with them as much as you can uh, just to keep top of mind. Um, and then when you're getting closer to the point where you think, OK, now's the time, you know, within the next, you know, one to five years, I'm, I'm, I'm likely to want to move across, then you you start sort of really chatting a lot more and uh, you make sure that you've got a um, some sort of uh, funds available to put a, a deposit down because uh, that's the first thing that they're going to ask for. So you're going to sign a contract, you're going to need a deposit within seven days. Um, 
Sometimes you're allowed to have a suspensive clause that lets you sell your property first. Other times you need to come up with a cash and then sell your property later. But it probably is a good idea to start looking at liquidizing your, uh, liquidating your property uh, around about the time you get serious about moving over so that you've got the cash to, to actually do the deal. Uh, a lot of these transactions nowadays are life rights, so there's no transfer duty um, and there's no VAT. So um, it's a very sort of clean transaction. Um, there's a minimal fee that goes across to um, uh, to the the conveyances, but it's it's a fraction of what you pay when you uh, conveyancing fees normally. Um, and uh, and then yeah, the the transaction goes across. It's a it's a contract. There's a certificate that's registered against the title deeds, um, and you get a sort of a, a permanent uh, form of tenure from from the contract. So you it's halfway between a, a, a um, uh, um, uh, a purchase and a rental agreement um, is what I say to people. You've got the security of tenure of a, of a purchase, but the relaxed um, uh, tax issues and, and transferability of the contract uh, to get in and out of it of, of a rental uh, contract. So it's the best, best of both worlds. Mm-mm-mm. And and guys, before I let you go, you know, any final tips for different viewers? I'll take different age groups who are considering or will at some point still have to make a decision about um, retirement living. Uh, let's take it from thirties because I think in, in your twenties, that's that's not really something that uh, you're going to entertain too much. So for those in their thirties, forties, and then fifties, and and even let's say sixties, perhaps they they didn't make, uh, you know, they didn't get on a waiting list, for example, uh, as early as when they were in their late forties or early fifties. What what um, last bit of tips would you give for people sort of in those different um, age groups when it comes to making decisions around retirement living and you know, putting the right things in place? Uh, in their respective sort of age groups that will help facilitate how their living arrangements sure. are going to be like in the future? Look, so I think in your 30s and 40s, um, the most important part is becoming financially secure. So it's saving for tomorrow. Um, and I think that's a very important uh, um, uh, aspect of, of life that we don't always follow. We, we, we put saving off until tomorrow and then we never really get there so it's very important early on to to get yourself financially secure um and then learn you know if you're helping your parents maybe go into retirement development that sort of thing you know learn from them learn through the process read the 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 the, the contracts you know figure out as much as you can while helping them and then uh, later on in your 50s you need to just start looking at your life and where you are you probably got kids that are um uh, sort of uh, finishing up school that sort of thing and your next decision is going to be okay where to next and 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 what does life look like once the kids have, have left the home and uh, so at that point you're probably going to start planning your sort of longer term uh, finances um 50s you're going to put your names that your name down in, in in a few places and then 60s you want to really start looking i think ideal age for people to move is around 65 to 70 um, to move into one of these places because it means that you've got another, um, you know, on average uh, 12 to 15 good years left um, where you can uh, live life to the fullest in an estate like this. And nowadays with them being so focused on lifestyle, um, I think, uh, I think you know, it's, it's the right place for the right time in your life. 
Um, and and it's I always say to people, it's like being a student again. You've got no responsibility. Um, you're living with all your mates, and uh, and 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 it's and it's it's sort of a carefree time. And and I think that's really how it should be looked at and viewed. It's not the end of the road. It's just a it's a it's a place to be at a certain time in your life. You know, that's one of the things I I, I love asking guests, especially because one of the benefits of of watching the Private Property Podcast is also avoiding making mistakes. So what should we not do when it comes to uh, deciding about uh, retirement living? And let's make the assumption this is for people who are definitely going to opt for retirement living as opposed to people who are kind of still thinking about it or still on the fence. Um, What should you not do in in your journey to ultimately, you know, moving into that kind of community so look um don't rush is the first thing a lot of people make decisions because they overcome suddenly with this need to be in a place like this and we've seen it certainly in the sales process i said to people just take it slowly the unit's not going to go away don't rush make the right decision take give yourself time to make the right decision the second thing that i think people do uh, a lot um is that they listen to family uh and and there's five different mm. answers to the same question and unfortunately um they stop thinking about what they want and they think about keeping their families happy and uh, i think it's very important to move into a place uh that makes you happy it's your life uh where you want to live and what's going to make you sort of get up every morning and and with a smile on your face is is up to you and uh, so take all advice with a pinch of salt and and really internalize and think about what is going to work for you and make that decision right the first time so those would be my two big things you know we speak to a lot of people that are are buying into units and and while i think families are are vital to the whole process um and give really good advice um you know at the end of the and at the end of the day it's your decision and you need to make the right decision for yourself and that's such a great uh, one to note, you know, guys, because as you're saying, I think oftentimes your family is obviously going to be walking the, the the journey with you and hoping that, of course, your family is around and supportive. But you do want to make sure that that's something that you ultimately do want, as opposed to something that you're forced to or because, you know, somebody is, is uh uh, saying, look, we're paying for it. We no longer want you here. Therefore, move there. So it really is important that you have buying from the person who's going to be moving there as much as possible. Gus, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank as you, you Zama. Thanks for having me. It's only a pleasure. And that is Gus van der Spak, who is the, the owner at Manor Life. And that brings us to the end of the Monday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Ozamantongwa Kumalo. It has been a pleasure to be with you this evening. I'm back on your screens tomorrow at 7 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.